0: All right. Hey, welcome
1: back to Whiskey and Wonder. This is episode nine, maybe?
0: Yeah, I think so. Nine.
1: It might be nine. It might be 10. It might be. Might be nine and a half. I don't know what episode it is, guys. It's a. Uh... It's
0: okay. We're, who's keeping count? <laughs> I'm Tyler. I'm Megan. And we're back with you with hopefully some potentially awesome news and yes. a brand new whiskey today.
1: Yes, brand new whiskey. Um, so, what is our potentially awesome news?
0: So we have signed up for Flaviar.
1: Hey, Flaviar!
0: I know Megan talked about them on one of our previous episodes mm-hmm. and that they did not ship to North Carolina.
1: And they are now shipping to North Carolina. So I take full responsibility and claim for that and we uh, will do so until proven otherwise.
0: Exactly. So. Um, so we got our first shipment from them.
1: We did. Um, So we are actually going to be sampling one of their whiskeys um, today. We are going to be drinking Jefferson's Very Small Batch Bourbon Whiskey.
0: We chose this one. We did. As part of the package. Yep. Um, And it also came with three small sample sizes of a trial that we're not going to do today, but they are on the docket for future episodes. Yes, for
1: future episodes. So eventually we will uh, have those tested as well, and every quarter we'll get um, some more whiskey from Flaviar. So thank you, Flaviar.
0: Yes, thank you, Flaviar, for sure. Have a round of applause. Yay! I like how in the applause you can hear people coughing.
1: It definitely adds to the realism. It does.
0: It really does. I love it. Uh, so, guys, uh, we are Whiskey and Wonder. Um, we'll go ahead and throw the social media stuff out there at the beginning today. Uh, I actually okay. went and did a thing. Tyler
1: um, did a thing?
0: I did a thing, guys. Oh, my
1: God. What is Tyler's thing?
0: I made a Twitter. Oh my actually, God. I made two Twitters. <laughs> I made one for the podcast. That is at whiskey and one day. And that is literally whiskey and wonder without the R because it was too long for Twitter. So literally whiskey and wonder spelled out. Just leave off the R at the end. And that's us. Yeah, that sounds so dumb. I, why couldn't it have been one more letter? Um, and then if uh, you want to okay. come at me directly, come at me, bro. Um, <laughs> at him. I am definitely at him. At Tyler underscore whiskey with an E-Y.
1: Tyler. Underscore whiskey.
0: Yep, and so those are the p- official podcast Twitter and my official Twitter. Um, right. We also have Instagram at whiskey podcast. You guys know if you've been listening. Our email whiskey and wonder at gmail.com We also have a PayPal set up. PayPal dot slash whiskey and wonder. Yep. If you want to support us, which Please. we would greatly appreciate. Yes,
1: we would much appreciate. Anyway, very very thankful.
0: So let's talk about this whiskey from Flaviar.
1: Uh, yes, so uh, Jefferson's Very Small Batch Whiskey.
0: Very small. Um, <laughs> let me tell you about the bottle, because it has this beautiful, beautiful etching of, I'm assuming Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> um, and it's so cool, because you can look at it from the front, and you see the logo, Jefferson's, which we're going to have a picture up on Instagram. And he like comes through the bottle, but then, if you turn it around, it's still really cool looking because he's—it's it, like he's on the front of the bottle.
1: So, uh, this company, w- Jefferson's Whiskey or Jefferson's Bur. <laughs>
0: bisky. It's biskey. <laughs> guys. I'm uh, we are in a food um, coma. We we just yes. came from a friendsgiving. It was socially distanced, very small
1: friendsgiving. It was delicious, and it was great to together with our friends and celebrate celebrate the disaster that's been this year but uh I'm a very full and apparently I don't know how to talk anymore not that I ever knew in the first place so Jefferson's bourbon uh, was founded in 1997 by Trey Zoller and his father Chet um, a famed bourbon historian They were continuing a family tradition that goes back to Trey's 8th generation grandmother who was arrested in 1799 for the production and sales of spiritus liquors. His curious and experimental mindset has allowed him to push the boundaries of the definition of bourbon, upholding the tradition yet always discovering new possibilities.
0: So, this is actually a blend. It is not a... It's not, well, I guess it's their own creation, but they've blended. Um, It says very small batch on the bottle.
1: Yes, so this is Jefferson's very small batch, um, and it's made in ridiculously small batches, which is a quote from their website. It says they take four different Kentucky straight bourbon whiskeys of different ages and marry them together. Doing this, we get a lot of complexity and balance while maintaining the consistency needed in a bourbon. We wanted to make it big enough for the connoisseur, yet approachable for people just getting it into the pre- just getting into the premium urban field. So I don't know if I would say we are connoisseurs. Not yet. So
0: we're uh, gonna be though.
1: Yeah. Check back at episode two hundred.
0: Yes. Two hundred. You think we'll make it that far? I think oh yeah. We will. We're gonna Absolutely. make that far. All right. We'll have to do something special for episode two hundred. Yeah, we will. We got to do something special for 100 first, though.
1: Yeah, we'll get right. there. <laughs> so
0: we're gonna crack the lid open, and we were actually smart this time, guys. We took the plastic off before hitting record.
1: There's a first time for everything.
0: A blind squirrel finds a nut.
1: Oh, another that
0: pop! Was a, oh, I. Gotta
1: God, I love the pop.
0: I cheated. I sniffed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna disappear for a minute and pour a finger. All right.
1: Ah, uh, so the. Smell we're supposed to be getting is fresh and smooth with velvety peach and vanilla. Uh, So we're going to see if that ends up being what we smell. Um, It's supposed to be a soft start in uh, the mouth with uh, sweet hints of berry and citrus. Um, And it's supposed to finish warm uh, with vanilla, cream, and toast. So we're going to see if we get any of that. So I'm going to smell it now and see what I smell. I smell peach. I definitely can smell peach.
0: I'm leaning very, very far back from the microphone because it's been brought to my attention that I sniff right into the microphone <laughs> when we smell. I don't smell any peach. All I smell, smell is the spice. Just Pepper peppery it's burning my nose
1: oh well i'm not getting a burn really at all i'm getting a very fruity sweet smell
0: i do get a little sweet but for the most part it's just burning interesting burning like spicy peppery
1: interesting i'm not getting a burn at all so i wonder what it's going to taste like let's see i'm
0: very interested
1: A little bit of a spike, but not bad.
0: Wow. That was very fruity. Yeah. Sweet and fruity on the on the tip.
1: Very sweet and fruity.
0: Um it and it you said you got a little bit of a kick there.
1: Yeah. Like just a that quick it, like it was stab.
0: Quick towards the end. Yep. Mine's kind of hanging around. Mm-hmm. It's it was it was really powerful and intense for a moment. And then it's it's still hanging in the back of my throat though, the kick. And I have it, Yeah. 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 Interesting. I would,
1: yeah, I would not, agree. Not
0: in a bad way though, by any means. No.
1: Way. It's definitely starts off very sweet and kinda kicks you in your tongue and tingles for a little bit. It's nice. Yeah. I yeah, like it.
0: It is. It's very nice. All and right.
1: We, we will come back to this later. Absolutely,
0: <laughs> after we sample a little more.
1: Yeah, see what we think at the end of the episode. Um, I think it is uh, my turn this week to teach you something, right?
0: It absolutely is. If not, then we're going to have a short podcast.
1: <laughs> All right, we've been whiskey and wonder.
0: <laughs> I, I can't stop the sound effects. If I could, I would have just started started the outro music, but I can't stop it once I start it.
1: And Tyler not going nearly as crazy with the mini board this week as he did last week, so I'm I'm very proud of him restraining himself.
0: Not yet. The show is not over.
1: (laughs) Uh, Okay. So to start off, I am sorry for the way I pronounce everything that I'm about to say. Um, This is an event that took place in Siberia, uh, Russia, in uh, 1908. I got my information from Atlas Obscura, NASA.gov, Britannia.com, and Forbes.
0: This gives me great time to do a Soviet Russia accent.
1: Very nice, very nice.
0: <laughs> Don't you, look at me like that. You looked at me like you are expecting more.
1: I was expecting more, but then it didn't happen. <laughs> um. So, like I said, I apologize for the way I'm about to pronounce everything, because watching like different videos about it online and looking up different pronunciation guides and stuff, it, uh, they all say it differently so I don't know what's the right way to say it and what's not the right way to say it.
0: These hard words to say.
1: <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to teach you, we're going to learn you today about the Tunguska event.
0: Tunguska event. What is wrong with that?
1: There you go. Yes. That's, thank you, Tyler. I appreciate try. you.
0: And my terrible Russian accent.
1: It's not as bad as I thought it would be.
0: Thanks for the confidence. <laughs>
1: Um, all right. So this happened on June 30th, 1908 in Siberia, Russia. So imagine that it's 714 in the morning and you're sitting on your porch and maybe you're enjoying a cup of coffee. You're just enjoying the beginnings of the sun starting to hit your face. Your day is just about to get started. And then all of a sudden you are violently thrown from your chair your body is thrown so far and is so hot, it feels like you're being burned alive.
0: I thought you were going to say Soviet Russian KGB come and take you. <laughs> take it to Gulag.
1: <laughs> no, that's not what this podcast is about.
0: A little early for Soviet Russia.
1: <laughs> A little bit.
0: <laughs> okay. So you're suddenly thrown about, thrashing hot.
1: Yes. It feels like your body is on fire. Um, and you feel this way. Forty miles away from the ground zero site of the Tunguska event. Uh oh. So this was an explosion that is a thousand times stronger than Hiroshima. It obliterated the forest near. I'm sorry for the pronunciation. This is going to be hard. Podkamennaya.
0: Podkamennaya. Tunguska.
1: I'm not even
0: going to try.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I'm sorry for the Russian pronunciations can, these Can we get
0: somebody struggle. that speaks Russian to like email us and give us a actual <laughs> how uh, you should actually yeah, say this? Yeah.
1: Um So windows shattered hundreds of miles away. From the explosion, um, shockwave ripples were felt all across Europe. Um, the night sky stayed illuminated for weeks afterwards. Uh, it was bright enough in the middle of the night to be able to read a newspaper, whether you were in London or in Asia.
0: You said for weeks, for weeks afterwards? after,
1: yes, for weeks afterwards, it was
0: illuminated like that.
1: Yep. Damn. So this explosion. Um, wasn't talked about a whole lot when it first uh, happened um, because the locals thought the event was the god Ogdi coming to punish them um, by killing their livestock and destroying their agriculture. Um, So when scientists finally did get around to trying to study the event, locals were very hesitant to talk about it. and uh, the the first exploration, um, so this happened in 1908, um, the first exploration uh, was attempted in 1921, um, but the Siberian outback was just too treacherous. They couldn't reach the area where Ground Zero happened, and they had to turn around. Um, Leonid Kulik is the chief curator for meteorite collection of St. Petersburg Museum, Um He led both the 1921 failure um, expedition and then the subsequent successful expedition in 1927. 19 years after the Tunguska explosion happened.
0: So it took them 19 years to have a successful
1: expedition to get to where this thing happened.
0: So... Have I missed something, or have you not told us what this thing? Was? I have not told you what the thing is yet. Okay.
1: Um. You, if I, you heard what uh Leonid Hulik did, you might have kind of got a little bit about what it is. But uh, yes, I've not uh, mentioned yet what happened.
0: Just wanted to make sure. No. Yes. So we know there's an explosion.
1: There was a massive, massive, massive explosion.
0: He's great big explosion over there.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I, I am forty miles away and on fire.
1: Yes. Exactly. Forty miles away and feel like you're on fire. Not actually on fire. He survived. He, he gave that account. In, in in Russia, fire fire you.
0: No. In Soviet Russia, you don't put out fire. Fire put out the you.
1: There you go. <laughs> <That's one. laughs> um so this expedition to get there, um, because in the middle of this forest it took them forever traveling um, along a river and it was treacherous and just a disaster. But finally, they were able to get to where the explosion occurred. Um, And for 800 square miles, trees were just on the floor. There were estimated to be 83 million trees just knocked over from this explosion.
0: Um. So you said this this was 19 years after when they finally got in there? Had, yep. had no trees grown back?
1: No. No, nothing had. And this
0: is in 1908. 1908, well, 1908 is when it happened. 19- 1927 20- is this
1: first expedition.
0: It couldn't have been nuclear. We didn't have nuclear capabilities back then.
1: Oh, we're going to get to it.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm I'm <laughs> impatient. <laughs>
1: So because of the way the trees landed, um, they all landed in like a circle. So they all ended up pointing towards the epicenter, towards where ground zero happened. And as these scientists got to ground zero at the center, all the trees were burnt to a crisp, standing straight up like telephone poles, lacking all their branches. So this is uh, called debranching. And it requires... um, Shock waves moving so fast that it rips the branches off before the momentum can reach the stem of the tree. So, there has been another explosion that uh, also produced uh, debranching, and that happened 30 years later during Hiroshima when the bomb was dropped. And in the epicenter of that, there also were these telephone pole like trees because of the power from it. Hits so hard and so fast that the branches just fly off, and it leaves the trees just stock straight.
0: I I have a image in my head. You know, you've seen it almost in I don't want to say every horror movie, but like you know, in in a lot of horror movies and that sort of thing is what I'm kind of picking. Yeah. you know, it's it's foggy, and you see these type of trees. Yeah, up. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's just no branches.
0: Yeah, no branches, just straight dead trees. Yes. Yes.
1: Um do, right. do.
0: wait, hold Stop.
1: on. I was wondering when you were gonna start using that <laughs> I, thing.
0: I forgot I had it. <laughs> I was I was I'm interested.
1: So even a hundred years later, um people still kind of argue about what caused the explosion. Um, but most scientists have agreed on what it was. Um, though there's always conspiracy theorists who want to shout craziness um but what uh scientists and what nasa and everyone has come to the conclusion is that it was a meteorite that came into um earth's atmosphere so a lot of people will mess up comet and meteorite Um, a comet is a chunk of ice and rock originating from outer space that leaves a trail behind it of solid debris a meteorite is a fragment of a meteoroid asteroid that passes through the Earth's atmosphere. So meteorite is going to be a bit more solid, more solid, more intense.
0: And if I'm not mistaken, I think comets travel on an orbit.
1: I believe I'm, you are correct. I think Not so. possible, that's why, I believe you're
0: correct. That's why Halley's Comet comes by every so many years.
1: I believe you're because correct. Because orb- it orbits. That sounds
0: right. Yeah. I, I had a little bit of meteorite and comet learning in college.
1: As your ge- geology.
0: It's just space rocks.
1: Yeah, exactly. A rock is a rock.
0: Sometimes they're in space. Sometimes <laughs> they're not.
1: Uh, so it was estimated that this meteorite was 120 feet across and weighed over 220 million pounds. So it entered the Earth's atmosphere and began traveling down at 33,500 miles per hour. It was going so fast, and it weighed so much, it heated the air around it to about 44,500 degrees Fahrenheit.
0: 44,500
1: degrees
0: Fahrenheit. Damn. Yeah. That is... uh... A little toasty.
1: Yeah, a it, little bit. Uh, the weed bit.
0: It is just a little bit toasty. <laughs> Drink Soviet Russian vodka. It will cool you down.
1: <laughs> um, and it's, so it's moving so fast and it's getting so hot that at a height of 28,000 feet above the ground, it explodes. Now, 28,000 feet is more than five miles in the air. That's high.
0: How tall if I was better in college, I would remember. What's the height of the atmosphere? Isn't it something like sixty miles?
1: Oh God, I don't or know. Or seventy
0: seventy six, eighty miles. I don't I'm know. I'm gonna look that up real quick. <laughs> I think that's most of the way down though.
1: That's still five miles is
0: Yeah. That's still five miles.
1: Yeah, that's still a long way to go. Um so pressure plus the heat combined into a massive fireball that just annihilated this meteorite um oh i see your face what's going on
0: uh so the earth's atmosphere is about 300 miles thick oh.
1: so it made it it made it like a solid
0: 99% <laughs> of the way
1: okay so it's a little bit more than 80 miles or whatever you thought it was but yeah. hey still <laughs> I still think still
0: five miles up. Five that's miles still in the air is still relative to us.
1: Still astronomical. Like how how high do planes fly? What are they?
0: Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I'll look that one up. Keep going.
1: Okay. Um. So it is believed that the energy released was equal to 185 of the atomic bombs that dropped on Hiroshima.
0: Uh. So a commercial aircraft typically flies between 31. 31- and eight, uh, 31 and 38,000 feet, about 5.9 to 7.2 miles high.
1: Okay. So. so this is a little bit lower than a plane flying.
0: That's pretty damn high.
1: Yeah. That's really fucking high. That's insane. And it did this, this damage from that far in the air.
0: I don't want to. Spoil anything you may have later, but I have a question. Can you go back to the stats about how big it was? Yes. I want to compare it to the one that supposedly killed the dinosaurs. Okay. I don't know if you did that in your notes. I did not. But I'm curious. Okay. So what do you what, what did you have for the uh, impact diameter? Did you so have
1: 120 feet. Across.
0: 120 feet? Yep. Okay. Uh, the, for reference, the one that killed the dinosaurs uh, was 6.82 Fifty point three miles. They're not quite sure the exact diameter because that's, that's a lot bigger. A lot bigger, yeah, <laughs> like
1: astronomically yeah. bigger. Um, they estimated that it weighed about two hundred and twenty million pounds. I don't know if you're looking at the data for the dinosaur one, but I'm oh, assuming I'm, it weighed. I'm sorry.
0: This is more. this is the crater, not the meteor. Oh, not the meteor. Me, no. Let me see if I can feel. If I feel. If I can feel find it. The meteor. Feel the meteor. <sighs> <sighs> I'm one with a meteor <laughs> oh. um yeah keep keep on going i'm gonna look this up while you're talking
1: all right so this um blast was felt all the way in britain um
0: and siberia is in uh, russia east russia right
1: it's in siberia
0: Oh, it's Siberia's in Siberia. Thank you for a Russian history lesson, <laughs> geography lesson. I appreciate it. I'd never have known one country.
1: Um so uh let's see. We talked you talked about earthquakes on one of your episodes in the past.
0: I did. I actually looked that up. That's why I asked if I missed because <laughs> it mentioned it was <laughs> it mentioned it was a uh yeah, a comet or asteroid or something. And said the magnitude, and I was like, wait, did I miss that when Megan was talking? Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you mention the guy's job, and I was like, I might have missed that while I was no. looking this up. Okay, good. Anyway, you're going to compare it to an earthquake?
1: Yes. So it uh, registered as a level five on the Richter scale um, in London.
0: Damn. So. Damn. Yeah. Um. Yeah, if you guys haven't go listen to the one on the 1906 earthquake to get a brief description of the Richter scale. Yes. I can't find Siberia on here. It's just showing <laughs> me Russia. Uh I guess all
1: of all of uh Siberia is Russia. Yes. We are all
0: Siberia. Uh it's it says Northern Asia, so I'm just going to assume Northern Russia. I don't know. Um Okay, so here it is. The oh, you back found him. back to the asteroid. Oh, no. Uh it was uh 11 to 81 kilometers in diameter. Um so yeah, that was right. It it was that was the diameter of the um actual asteroid. So eight, 11 to 81 kilometers translates to or converts to 6.8 to 50.3 miles. The the other stats I have here are crater related, crater. so I'm not gonna give the give you those.
1: Okay. Yeah. So uh this was an itty bitty tiny pebble compared to the dinosaur meter.
0: Yeah. But that's amazing that it you know still as big as it is to do that much damage in comparison to the one that killed the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. That makes you wonder what's coming, what's gonna fly out of space tomorrow.
1: So uh fun news. Um NASA scientists um, estimate that an asteroid of this size enters Earth at Earth's atmosphere every 300 years. Yes.
0: So. Well, you, with that being true, though, not to freak everybody out, Earth is, you know, 90, not 90, but the majority of Earth is covered by water. So it more, than, more likely than not is going to hit
1: an ocean. A big so, chance.
0: Yeah, so don't don't freak out and think we're yeah. all gonna die tomorrow. Yeah. Don't don't go loot your neighbor.
1: <laughs> Please don't. Twenty twenty is enough of a shit show as it is.
0: You are right.
1: Um, so because it exploded in the air, um, most of the asteroid was destroyed in the explosion, so there's no impact crater, um, on the site. Of ground zero or anything.
0: That makes sense. The the impact that we would... If it exploded five miles up, the only impacts we would see on the surface are energy-related. Yep. So you're going to see, like, the trees and that sort of thing. Yep. Interesting. And we're sure this was an asteroid and not, you know, super early nuclear tests?
1: That from scientists all agree that this was a meteorite. It was not any supernatural intervention. It was not warhead testing, anything like that. It was a meteor. It was space stuff.
0: Fair enough. I I mean, I tend to believe that just because I mean, space is crazy. We had an asteroid pass. uh, I think it was in the last six months Mm -hmm. that was, it passed within, a very close distance. I don't remember what it was. It off was like top of my head,
1: three hundred million yeah, miles. It was something but...
0: ridiculously close that NASA didn't see coming.
1: Oh yeah! Wow.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> well,
0: live every day like it's your last, folks.
1: Words to except live don't
0: by? don't go loot your neighbor. Still yeah, don't, don't still don't do that.
1: Be a good person. Yeah, good person. Um. So. This is still one of the most talked about um, explosions in history because it is one of the most powerful explosions in history. Um, And there people argue that it was, you know, caused by aliens or armies or blah, blah, blah. But realistically, um, this was just one of the wonders of our galaxy. And this is a weird place we live
0: it nature is a cruel mit- mistress mm-hmm. you never know you know you just never know what she's got up her sleeve
1: yep she is a fickle bitch
0: yes she is <laughs> and i love her so
1: um but that's what i have on tunguska
0: nice Advent. that's so. awesome um, so like I said, I did look it up because once you started talking about an explosion, and I, <laughs> I gathered it was off the surface of the planet. I was thinking it was a nuclear explosion before I put two and two together. It was before nuclear. We had nuclear capabilities. Um, supposedly, supposedly I was, uh, Googling the impact. I knew it would have impacted the Richter scale. So I was Googling the USGS, what they had, and they had, you you touched on it. So yep. um so you said the scientists. Yes. So what do the not scientists think?
1: Uh so people there are people who think it's uh alien activity. Um there are people who think that it is um early warhead testing. Um there's people who think it was like some super natural magic explosion type thing like just crazy people being crazy
0: yeah i mean the actual explosion happened in 1908
1: yeah and like the locals in 1908 the people who lived around there um they thought it was their god or a god called ogdi um ogdi came down to punish them um and killed their livestock and destroyed agriculture and there are no official human death tolls um, from this. Um, there are three estimated deaths, but they weren't ever confirmed to be because of the um, Tungusta explosion. And um, it it happened in such a remote part of Russia that that's why it was it was so hard to get to and to study it and everything. I mean, this didn't drop in the middle of like San Diego.
0: Yeah. I don't know why, but when you said San Diego, my mind immediately wanted to go like the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. (laughs) I mean, it literally was dropped in the middle of San Diego, but anyway, um, that's interesting, especially the whole, um, early, nuclear testing thing, because if you know your Russian history, that was the SARS were still around. It was still a um, I guess they were was that an oligarchy oligarchy or a monarchy at that point? Uh, I think it was an I oligarchy. I'm... I think it was the it's Russian like... oligarchy. Um, They they had the Tsar, essentially. Yeah. Um, It wasn't until the Russian Revolution in the 19-teens that the Bolsheviks took over and Implemented communism and that started, that kind of got us on the footing towards World War. I don't want to say World War Two, but towards the Cold War, and so and that just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, it could always be aliens, but yeah, no. you know.
1: Well, I'll talk about Rasputin at some point on this podcast, or you will. I'm some one of us will. I'm sure because oh, yeah. Ras- Rasputin is.
0: Rasputin, he's a weird dude. He got some weird eyes.
1: <laughs> That's. The least interesting thing about him.
0: <laughs> Y'all yeah, go look at a picture of Rasputin. His fucking eyes are weird.
1: They're they're weird. pretty fucking
0: interesting. But yeah, he is a weird he's a weird dude as a whole. Um. All right, so if you were wrapped up, I I told oh, you
1: everything I wanted to tell you about that event. I thought it was very interesting. That is and
0: that is very interesting.
1: I'd never heard of it, so
0: I. Uh, 1908, they weren't going to have the technology. I would be very interested to see an event like that happen nowadays with the way we track in in like a Siberia. Like in the middle of nowhere type. In the middle of nowhere, you know. But I would be very interested to see it happen with the way we pinpoint earthquakes and see how, you know, because essentially it's just GPS mm-hmm. three-point. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know how GPS works, I don't know if I explained this in the... 1906 earthquake did I
1: I don't remember I don't think you did
0: essentially you have three points you need three points it's triangulation um you take one point and you know there's there's a wave that travels through the surface of the earth and you time it and the distance it takes it took to get to you Mm -hmm. you draw a circle from the point that you're at and then you do the same with two other spots and where those three circles meet is the location that's how gps works
1: okay i and, didn't yep it's I triangulation
0: know that. i think i think modern gps uses six but
1: um, um that's a what is it divisible by 3
0: it is yeah oh. it's 2 times 3 <laughs> basic math <laughs> um, uh
1: today on first grade math with megan
0: uh i learned my times tables in third grade Thank you very much. You're giving giving us some credit. I don't even. I don't think we deserve.
1: (laughs) I don't remember when I learned my times
0: tables. Um. All right. So. (laughs) I I can't ignore this anymore. That was too perfect. Houston, Megan's life partner. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Because we were talking about that earlier. Houston is sitting in today. He's not got a microphone, but I just heard him mumble something to the effect of you didn't when when <laughs> Megan said <laughs> Megan said she didn't know when she learned her times tables and she kicked him under the table.
1: <laughs> I tried to kick him. Your table saved him.
0: Ah, uh, all right. And I
1: just kicked myself.
0: That's that's hilarious. Um <laughs> All right, so I guess we're gonna bust into uh, trivia with Tyler, and I mean bust into it like the Kool Aid Man through a oh, wall. Snap. Oh yeah! Um, so this week it's gonna be a couple trivia. Okay. Uh, it's it, it the subject we're gonna have one subject, and I'm just gonna give a couple trivia on okay. that subject. I okay. and, and consider it my tribute to one Mister Alex Trebek.
1: Oh, rest in peace, Rest Alex. in peace,
0: Alex. I loved watching Jeopardy when I was a kid with my grandparents.
1: Shit, I did too. That was the best thing to watch when you're homesick from school. Just watch game shows all
0: day. I agree with that, but what the fuck are you talking about? Jeopardy came on at 7 o'clock at night.
1: It was on reruns constantly.
0: I never saw Jeopardy during the day. What are you talking about?
1: There was some cable TV channel that was just game shows. What? And it they'd had everything on there. There was like Family Feud and the shopping uh oh, oh shit awesome. it was the shopping one where you had to like throw all the shit in your shopping cart. Um I don't know. Uh supermarket sweep. That's what it was called. There's Prices Bright. There's like it was just an entire thing of
0: game I shows. I never knew this. I only saw it on basic cable. Oh well, we were also poor and only had basic cable. We didn't have cable. <laughs> anyway Back to, uh, Mr. Alex Trebek. Um, first thing is he's Canadian.
1: Aw. Um. Those Canadans always doing good to the world.
0: His mother, uh, spoke French, and because of that, he was completely bilingual as well. Badass. Um, he grew up, uh, in poverty, and was a sick, sickly kid. mm Um. Seems like he overcame that yeah. throughout his career until the end. Yeah. It sounded like he put up one hell of a fight. Um, apparently, he was a problem child. <laughs> um, he almost got expelled from the boarding school where his parents had sent him. Um, boarding they'd, school? Yeah. They had sent him to a boarding school to straighten him out.
1: Okay. Boarding school. Poverty. Now I'm confused
0: oh I it was like a school to straighten him out I'm sure it wasn't a
1: it wasn't like a posh like no I'm pretty sure it was
0: yeah no I'm pretty sure it was like a military kind of school okay um and apparently he had a very intense work ethic
1: I would believe that
0: he went to school all day and worked almost every night uh barely sleeping um and he would fill in whenever needed. Uh, whenever the C- CBC, I'm assuming, is the Canadian Broadcast Company, uh, whenever they needed a replacement radio announcer, he would fill it in. He Damn. he was just a a boss. And hate to hear that he passed, but yeah. unfortunately, it's the uh, it's the Way end for all of us. Way of the world. Hopefully, it's not a media.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not anytime soon,
0: but actually, maybe a media would be easy. Uh, Just gone. Poof.
1: Felt like you were burning alive, though? Mm,
0: I don't know. Well, I imagine it'd only be for a split second. I don't know. All right. So let's discuss the whiskey.
1: All right. I have quite enjoyed this whiskey. Yeah. 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 Um, definitely one that I could see myself purchasing again in the future. That is Jefferson's very small batch blend of straight bourbon whiskeys. Um, it's definitely fruity. It's fruity. It's sweet. Um, there's not a huge kick to it. It has that initial kind of spiky flame. Um, but it's not bad.
0: The more I've tasted it, the more, um, I get the fruit at the beginning. And the kick is less harsh. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yes. Definitely. It's getting easier to go down.
0: I'm not- I'm going to say for me, it is a solid middle of the road. Okay. I'd, I'd give it like a five and a half to six.
1: I'd probably give it a, a six. Yeah. It's above average. It's one I could see myself buying again, but it's not... A mind-blowing, altering...
0: Not the best biscuit. I've ever had.
1: Right, right. But it's good. It's good and highly, highly recommended. Not bad. If you see it sitting around and you want to do something other than Jack,
0: get Jefferson. Oh, absolutely. And like I said, the bottle is cool as shit.
1: Yes, it is. And as we have drank... <laughs> um, so since the etching is on the back of the bottle and we've drank it, so now like, there's a giant Thomas Jefferson body and a little tiny Thomas Jefferson head.
0: head, <laughs> so that's so weird because I'm seeing it from the opposite side. Oh, and his whole head is still under liquor.
1: What? Oh, that's weird. Oh, I just turned that the bottle is, around. That is and very it... strange. You're right. Okay. Interesting. All right. Nifty. Very liquid, cool bottle.
0: Water. Well, I guess it's not water, but liquid. It's refracted. liquid. Interesting. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think that's going to do it for today. Uh, like I said, we're kind of fighting food comas right now, so yes. it looks like it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. Um,
1: well, we do have some Star Wars stuff to discuss. Oh, yeah,
0: that's right. I forgot. Oh, my oh, God. I forgot. I forgot all about it. Oh, yes. I am so excited.
1: <laughs> Let's finish saying goodbye to the people who want to turn it off.
0: Um. So, if yeah, we're going to have major spoilers next, so if you guys are... um. Not looking for Mandalorian spoilers and other stars. spoilers. Spoilers, um, y'all probably want to turn it off. Um. Also, one thing I've I forgot to mention it last week before we got into the spoilers. I am going to try to get some stickers made up at some point. Again, whenever the company puts them on sale. Yes. Excuse me. Um. So that's in the works as well. But as far as your regular whiskey and wonder. This is uh, this is gonna be it. We'll give you yep. a cheers here if you want to listen to us talk about the Mandalorian.
1: Stick around. Stick around.
0: Good. We're gonna spoil uh, stuff.
1: Yep. Most importantly, don't drink and drive. Cheers. Are they gone? I think they're gone. The loser's gone. Get out of here. Ready? Ready? Ready?
0: All right. Now, now that they're gone. Now that they're gone, let's talk about this. But first, uh, okay. Let's talk. I gave you a homework assignment.
1: You did. You gave me a homework assignment two episodes ago that I forgot about, but I remembered it. So
0: That's okay. I gave an extension on it.
1: (laughs) Is this my top three lightsaber duels?
0: This is your top three lightsaber duels.
1: Okay. How are we going to do this? Do you want me to do like my third, second, first? Do you want to both give our third and then give our second and then give our first? What do you want to do?
0: However you want to do it, but you go... And then I'll go or I'll go and then you go. Whichever one you want to do. And we can go let's do three, two, one. Three, two, one. And then do you want to go first? Um, or do you want me to go first?
1: Oh god. Oh god. Oh god. Uh uh, um you go first.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh, all right. So I have my three, it's just putting them in order. Um I would say Number three mm-hmm. is Duel of the Fates, um, from okay. Episode One, Young Obi Wan, Qui Gon Jinn, Darth Maul.
1: Okay, that um, was that almost made my list. It was very close. I
0: don't know how it didn't, but anyway,
1: I mean, it's your number three, so
0: it is. But only if it was purely on lightsaber battle, that would be number one. It's mm. the symbolism of the other two that put them ahead. Mm. Okay. So, um, that's just a cool fight. You get the first reveal of Darth Maul with the double-ended lights. Oh. And he was such a badass villain that they didn't do much with until Clone Wars, the yeah. TV series, rolled back around. Um, But. That would be my number three. Okay. I'm not going to say much on that one just because I feel like the action, okay. watching it speaks for itself.
1: I wonder if we're going to have the same the same
0: for our other two. It'll be interesting. We're going to find out. I think we will. So my second one.
1: Do I tell you if this is one of my top ones?
0: I'll let you make that decision in the oh moment. God,
1: I'm not good at decision making. Um, okay.
0: What's your number two? So Number two is Darth Vader versus Ahsoka Tano. When he, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it in Rebels, when she slices his helmet and you see his face and you oh hear his voice, God, it, and Ahsoka, it's, it gives me goosebumps.
1: Oh, it, talking about it gives me goosebumps. Oh, it's,
0: that's powerful.
1: That, oh. that one fought really hard for an, my number one spot. It did end up in my number two spot.
0: All right. So we're in agreement on that.
1: Yeah. Um that there's so much symbolism and so much storytelling and just that one fight scene between them as Ahsoka realizes that her, her mentor, her friend is gone. gone. Yeah. And that's, ah, uh, it is a very, very powerful scene. And, and just the line
0: uh, she delivers. I'm no Jedi. Yes. It's, and just how she talks about, she's not going to abandon him this time. Oh. God. It's oh,
1: amazing.
0: That is That was really well done. I yes. have not seen Rebels, but I have watched that scene a ton.
1: It It's fan- uh, phenomenal. Yes, great.
0: All right. So <sighs> I'm going to go to my number one now. Okay. It is Obi-Wan Kenobi versus Darth Maul in Star Wars Rebels.
1: Okay. This is not on my list. So really? why is this your number one?
0: Because... I watched an interview with, um, I don't remember the guy's name, but he was essentially third down from George Lucas. And he said, my boss talks to George and George explained this scene breaking down this way. And once I watched how he broke it down, I was like, that makes so much sense. It's such symbolism. And so have you seen the scene where, I think I showed it to you a while back. You have to finish your sentence.
1: Which scene? Have you seen the, the scene? fight? Yeah, the fight. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: So you know which one I'm yes. talking about. Um, so to start with, when Maul attacks Obi-Wan, and at this point, Obi-Wan's an old man, mm-hmm. like living on Tatooine, like we saw in uh, episode four, of the very first Star Wars movie. Um, Obi-Wan takes his stance like he does mm-hmm. in Attack of the Clones. Obi-Wan, the warrior. Yep and then all of a sudden he changes to
1: I remember having this conversation he, with him. He changes
0: uh, I forget the order. He changes to his his stance that he takes against uh, Oh, he, yeah, that's right. He changes to Qui-Gon Jinn's stance that he took against Darth Maul in um episode 1. That's what it was. He goes from Obi-Wan, the warrior, mm-hmm. to Obi-Wan, the mentor. And then he kind of realizes this isn't right either. And he goes down and puts it in front of him and goes to Obi-Wan, the defender. And he you just see his entire Arc. character from the whole trilogy in one small battle. And you see Maul. I actually think I might have the order wrong. He might go towards the defender second and then go to Qui-Gon Jinn but I, you can see Maul react when he goes to the Qui-Gon Jinn. And it, it's just a very, very powerful duel because essentially Maul attacks and just there's like one and it's over. Mm-hmm. You know, spoiler alert, guys. Um, it just, that the transition between the three attack styles is what the symbolism of that makes it. Quite frankly, as far as the actual lightsaber duel mm-hmm. it's quick it's lame but the symbolism involved
1: symbolism makes, is huge yeah.
0: if you want actual lightsaber duel the best one hands down is anakin obi-wan and revenge of the sith mm-hmm. as far as actual that's actual a good one. yeah um chore- choreography choreography but there's some damn good ones in fucking clone wars too like this yeah. stuff with krell yeah swinging two dual bla- oh that's that's he was a fucker but that was badass. <laughs> so what were yours that weren't?
1: All right. Two? So my number 3 is Yoda versus Darth Sidious in Revenge of the Sith. Um I love watching Yoda fight. He is the coolest little badass
0: green blur.
1: Yes. Just awesome. Um so that's my my third. Okay. My second was ahsoka versus darth vader and rebels uh twilights of the apprentice or twilight of the apprentice it's the season two finale that's when that happens um for the same reason you we we touched on it a lot when you were talking about it um but my and i'm i probably am going to get shit for this and i'm just speaking from my heart my favorite lightsaber i know what it's gonna be is Rey and Kylo versus Snoke's guards in The Last Jedi.
0: That is not what I thought it was going to be. And yeah, that's terrible.
1: Yeah, I know. Everyone could be disappointed at me. That's <laughs> fine. I just, I know, like, watching the choreography of it, you can, like, see the, like, soldiers, like, they, they react too soon, and then just kind of stand there. But I like it for the story behind it, for the sy- symbolism. I was a huge Ray and Kylo like shipper from the very beginning. Ugh. <laughs> like I thought they were meant to be together. I never thought they were dad. I, I always wanted them to be together. And so seeing them fight together like that was really powerful. I liked it.
0: I respect I your feel opinion. feel
1: the rejection coming off of everyone in this room, the dog included. And I'm just going
0: to say this. This is how much I enjoyed the sequels. I didn't see the last one. I still haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I spoiled it. I don't mind spoilers. I'm one of those people. I don't mind them. I spoiled it and said, oh, I'm not going to waste my money or my time on that then. that was That's lame. And honestly, I never liked Kylo Ren. He seemed like a whiny millennial <laughs> that apparently was thirty years old, but is
1: Millennials are thirty years old. Yeah,
0: I know, but he just seemed like he acted like he was fifteen. You're thirty. Grow up.
1: I I liked Kylo Ren transitioning into Ben solo. I liked Ben.
0: Yeah, I I I get that. I like I said, I didn't watch the last film, but I I get the redemption arc, but just how they went about Kylo Ren in the first two. Just, ugh. (laughs) I'm sorry to all the Kylo lovers out there, but he was not a good villain. But I'm also the guy that thinks Darth Vader was terrible too, so.
1: Yeah, you also don't like Boba Fett, so. (laughs) Your credibility is just, wah, wah.
0: <gasps> I don't like Boba Fett. Um. Yep. Yeah, okay. Sure.
1: So I'm
0: okay. So I let, let's get I'm on. I'm a
1: romantic. I like the symbolism of that fight.
0: I and and I understand that. Um. So let's. Dang! I had a question about it. Um. Dang Hammershold. Dang shoulder Hammer scold. Um, I don't remember my question. It was gonna be something like what was what was your favorite character throughout the entire episode one to episode nine and all the movies, all the TV shows in between. Was your favorite oh character.
1: god, you were make, we're saying all of
0: it. All of it. And I swear to God, if you say C three PO, you're you're fired.
1: <laughs> it's not C3PO, but I want to say the that worst now.
0: Fucking character.
1: Oh my god.
0: Or you can give me a top three if it's too hard.
1: Ahsoka. Ahsoka Tano is... is yeah? The, yeah. Yeah, she is the best character.
0: I think... She's probably my number three.
1: Who is above her? Ooh.
0: If... All right, so I'm going to break this down. All right. If If we're talking just movies... It's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay. If we're talking all things which I said, so this is why I put him at number 1, it's Anakin Skywalker prior to uh, but, Darth Vader. Okay. Hero Anakin Skywalker. Hero Annie. Okay. Because that's fair. That that is I he's just he's the ultimate good guy that's strong and powerful but at the same time he's got a tra- this tragic flaw that results in
1: everything falling around
0: yeah the worst tragedy in you know the history of the republic all right enough enough who likes what about star wars let's talk about this uh let's talk about this new mandalorian Mandalorian episode by the way let me tell you three i got a text from megan (laughs) freaking out doing this (gasps) saying you need to watch this immediately
1: Stop whatever you're doing, go home.
0: While I was at work, by the way.
1: Yeah, stop whatever you're doing, go home. Go to go watch this episode right now, this very second.
0: Um. So naturally, I did it as soon as I could. And it was good. It was... I will say it this way. It gave me a reason to be interested in The Mandalorian. Okay. When it was just Mando flying around with Baby Yoda trying to get him back. I don't give two shits. (laughs) This is Tales from Space Cowboy. (laughs) (laughs) Now, do you want to drop the bomb of what happened? Because your bomb and what interests me are two totally different things. What? The thing that you were freaked out about that you went (gasps) over. Yeah. It was cool. Unless you're talking... Because what you texted me about, right? That's what you freaked out about. Yeah. Well, Let's just say it. Bo-Katan. Yes. You freaked out about that. Yes. I did not freak out about no, that. But no, but she's... She's badass. She's awesome.
1: She is Death
0: Watch. She is Death Watch. And that it's awesome. It got me more suckered in. But when they mentioned Ahsoka at the end... Okay. That hooked that, me. Yes. I want to watch for Ahsoka. I don't give two shits about Bo-Katan. Cool. Awesome throwback. Cool to see her. I'm interested to see what happens with that. But when the episode progressed and you could see it, they were going to go their separate ways in a way, which, you know, they're probably not realistically. But when they were like, Ahsoka, okay, I'm in. You've got me next week. I will be parked in front of my couch, in my couch, on my couch one of those
1: somewhere I'll be in the will, vicinity of be, the couch.
0: <laughs> I'll be orbiting the couch <laughs> next Saturday morning because I'll be working Friday night, but I will make sure I watch it Saturday morning.
1: I guess I, I,
0: I have not felt that way about a Mandalorian episode yet.
1: That I, I really enjoy space Western. So like, I love firefly series and, um, I thought like, that's a lot of fun. Um, so, I've enjoyed the Mandalorian just for the Mandalorian. Um, but seeing Bo-Katan like actually as Bo-Katan and she like takes off her helmet and she looks just like she looks like in the cartoon, but now she's a human that like, that, that was so cool. And it was like an immediate like, whoa. Are they going to like tie into like the Rebels storyline? Are they going to finish the Rebels storyline? Like, what are, what is happening?
0: All right. So, you said some things that I want to address. Um, Number one, I have not seen Rebels. Okay. I will throw that out first and foremost. Uh, So, I don't know how she intertwines, but I do know her from Clone Wars. I can't get over the animation style of Rebels. I just that animation style weirds me out anyway. So maybe there's a reason maybe I need to watch Rebels. But um, the other thing you said was I I did some digging in to see if it was the same person that played her voice in the Clone Wars. Oh, I didn't
1: know if it's the same voice actor. It is.
0: It is. The actress that plays her is the voice actor. So that means in the Clone Wars, they made Bo-Katan look like the voice actor, the voice actor, which is really fucking smart. Yeah, it is. That's genius.
1: Yeah, it is. I wonder, is, is there more like that in the Clone Wars? Like, did,
0: I don't know. I'm
1: gonna have I, to look I know. I um, cast.
0: There was something Ray Park came back and did. Uh, that was Solo. Mm-hmm. That was Solo. Spoilers for Solo, guys. Um, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't sound more enthused on that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, Ray Park came back and did some things, and I think he did the voice of Maul in Clone Wars. I'm not sure on that, but yeah, I, you know, I, I just thought that was very interesting, and I just want to say that is one gorgeous woman, uh, Bo-Katan. She is yes. very pretty.
1: Yes, she is. She is gorgeous. Um. But I'm very excited um, to learn more um, about, if they do go into any more, about Death Watch and The Mandalorian. Because um, a lot of people didn't want to check out the Clone Wars and stuff because it was a kid's TV show. Um,
0: I, I'll I'll set the record straight on that for now. And, and you know, chime in however you feel. I don't know if you've done this, but I'm currently doing a rewatch of The Clone Wars. I know I've been saying that on here. Um and I'm doing it in chronological order instead of episodically. Mm-hmm. Because the first two seasons, they didn't really. They just kind of, it was just like a cartoon. Yeah. they It wasn't stories. But once you get pretty much halfway through season three, it's like three episode trilogies. Yeah. That tell stories. Yeah. And so if you haven't watched it in chronological order, it doesn't necessarily make sense. Would you agree? Yeah, I'd agree. Okay. Um
1: so what, when when what did you start watching it at then? Season three or
0: I started from the very beginning. Okay. There's two episodes and then there's the actual movie. Okay. And then it starts and then there's a you can Google it, there's a site that lists all the episodes in chronological order. Okay. Um and I just go based off of that. I and once you get to like halfway through season three, everything is just in
1: order. In order that. anyway.
0: Yeah. Um so it it's really cool to do it that way. Um, but it's one of those it, it it just it makes it ten times better in my opinion. Yeah. Um I I keep having to remember with the Mandalorian that it's after the Empire. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like this is we're talking about Ahsoka fighting Darth Vader and the Empire ending Vader dying and Ahsoka's still around. Still there, yeah. yeah. She's so it's middle aged. Yeah. It's interesting.
1: Yeah, um, I I remember reading about when they cast who's going to play Ahsoka um, like months and months ago and I don't even know if they confirmed it was for Mandalorian or if they were just talking about it being in uh, the Obi-Wan TV show or what. Um, I thought
0: at one point there was talk of an Ahsoka spinoff. Was there? Might have been, I don't know. I, don't know. I, don't remember. I just
1: remember getting psyched about maybe seeing her like for real. Um, and then now knowing that she is going to show up in the Mandalorian is super exciting. Um, still hanging on to that. We're going to see Boba Fett again. Hoping that wasn't, (laughs) hoping that wasn't just a little tease thrown in there by Disney to say like, Oh, look,
0: telling you last episode of the season. Um, did you ever see the deleted scenes for any of the movies?
1: Maybe I have you, you, like I
0: right. I'm going through a tunnel. Um. <laughs> so you mentioned seeing Ahsoka in real life. Um. There's a deleted scene. Uh, you've seen Clone Wars, right? Yeah. Shakti, the mm-hmm. uh general the Jedi that's I forget what species almost said breed. <laughs> What species Ahsoka is, <laughs> um, but she's one of her species. Anyway, Grievous kills kills her. We see it in a deleted scene oh. um, for Episode three. So that kind of gives you a snippet of what Ahsoka looks like. Megan's googling. I yeah. am. Um, but yeah, I, I overall with this episode of the Mandalorian it gave me something to watch for I thought that the creature they were going to have captured when they when Death Watch first appeared uh, I thought that creature was going to be the thing that ate Boba Fett (laughs) I was like this is how he ties back in like we're going to find out he's going to come like busting out of this thing or something
1: oh that would have been hysterical
0: but do you have anything uh um else on the Mandalorian this week? Or I we- do not.
1: I'm in such a food coma that like I'm like brain fog. Brain fog. I want to go to bed and it's eight o'clock in the evening.
0: Oh yeah.
1: And I stay up until like two AM.
0: I don't. I try to go to bed as early as possible.
1: No. But- I, I am a night owl. I stay up all night and so this is feeling like this right now. It's very strange, so I'm like out of it.
0: Uh well, all right guys. I guess that's gonna about wrap us yes. up this week. Yes. Um as always, we appreciate y'all listening. Um we're trying to work out some audio kinks. Lately we've we've figured out our our intro music is a little bit louder than our speaking, so we're trying to work on those and <laughs> oh, get those
1: everything's a work in progress. We're just yep. a two man team.
0: Yep. Um so we're we're making it happen, Captain.
1: All the all the support you guys give us is huge, so thank you for that. Absolutely, Um,
0: please rate us, us.
1: follow us, rate us, give us five stars. Yep,
0: tweet us, Um, subscribe, all that. Subscribe,
1: definitely. Remember when we get to two hundred subscribers? Tyler's gonna shave his beard, and I'm ready for it.
0: Yeah, I'm regretting that one now. (laughs) Anyway, I'm a man of my word. I will stick to it. Two hundred
1: subscribers, guys. Come on,
0: full Fu Manchu. Thank God, we're only at like thirty. Anyway. I reckon that's going to wrap us up this week. Um, Go out and get yourself some Jefferson's very small batch blend of straight bourbon whiskeys. Very
1: tasty. Um, Don't drink and drive. Thank you, guys. Cheers. prison head